Hey, what's up, podcast worship leaders, friends, pastors? Hope you guys are having a great day. Here is another episode of Straight Talk, and I'm here to talk with you about the Christmas crazy. Uh, right now, I'm walking around in one of the premier, most fantastic shopping zones in Austin called the Domain. And it's kind of like its own little fashion island. If you've ever been there to uh, in Southern Cal, it's pretty close to it. Uh, and people are running around here crazily getting their Christmas gifts and traffic, coffee, you name it. And it got me thinking, you know, we do the same thing in the church. And right now with you doing all your programming for services, you have the music, you have the people out of town, you have the stuff they didn't get in time, the things that you ordered, maybe they came out wrong. You still have to put together Christmas services. And then on top of that, you got to deal with what? People, who, circumstances, you name it. And it just seems to go on and on. And then we're faced with doing worship services right after that or in the midst of... All right, so I had to move to a quieter place, um, getting away from the people so I can talk a little bit. And I think that's kind of where we're heading right now. I don't mean getting away from people. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a worship leader or a pastor, you're probably thinking, yeah, well, that is me. And you're probably right. Um, but let's, take about, let's talk about this in a larger context. When you're, you're working through the Christmas season, look, it's stressful. And I think it's just better to say right off the bat, you know what, this Christmas season is stressful. The services that we had to prepare for, the special gatherings, all the trimmings of your ministry and church, the things that you have to do, that is stressful. And if you just, first of all, just acknowledge that, hey, this is what we're going through, and this is not ideal, but you know what? It's really only twice a year, Christmas and Easter, right? And if, you know, that helps me when, like, when I first started leading worship, I didn't have that context. My context was, oh, it's got to be the greatest, it's got to be the best, and nothing else can interfere, and this should be uh, pain-free, and it should be perfect. Well, I was not living in reality. Let me just tell you that. I mean, it's great to have those ideals. It's, you know, you need the, those goals, you need that vision, and that's great. But I think what happens is we... I found, at least for me, I found myself replacing my enthusiasm for the reality. And that's what hurt me. Because then when I set myself up for failure, when I realized that things were not perfect for that Christmas or Easter or whatever, I felt let down. It was like, well, how, how can I let that happen when I put so much work and time? See, the problem is, is that when we start predicating our services on our own expectations or expectations of others, we set ourselves up for that equal amount of failure because then when things don't come through, then we feel like a loser. And you know, that's not where God wants you. That's not where you need to be. That's not where you want yourself. So then how do you deal with the Christmas crazy? And let's talk about people. How do you deal with the crazy people? And these are people like that do crazy things, there, there are people in your ministry that are going through crazy times. How do you minister to them? Think about it this way. I've had in, in my ministry every year this happen with team members getting upset. Think about it, right? Your, your last rehearsal, how was that? Then you have somebody complain about the music. You had somebody complain about 
the sound, the monitor wasn't right, whatever. Now that, that's all logistical and you're gonna get that. But I mean, I'm talking about people that it seems like everything, there is something that they're picking on. So let's talk about that in a larger context too. You know, if someone's just really upset about the one, the one item in their ministry, I mean, I'm sorry, the one item, whether they're dealing with, with sound or music, whatever, that's probably not even the real issue. Think about it larger this way. Why is that? Because Christmas is not always the most wonderful time of the year as the song dictates. Christmas, for a lot of people, can be the most painful time of the year. Even in my family, we've experienced lost loved ones, heartbreak, upset, challenges, health. And I know that I can look at my wife and, and we remember things that happened during Christmas that we thought weren't going to happen or we thought because of the Christmas season, things were going to be perfect and great. They're not always that great. It's sad to say that, but, you know, this is also where we find the ministry of Jesus, right? When times are tough, especially in times that, you know, like Christmas where we want things connected with our family and they're not, it gives us a deeper dependency upon God during those times. I can look to a lot of our people in our church and I can tell you that Christmas, yeah, it was painful, but they've also really deepened their walk with God, their relationship with God, the healing that comes from God. And they cling to those things. So I say, you know, give a lot more space to your people in your ministry and understand that when your guitar player is complaining or a singer or tech, whatever, you know, think about maybe what they're going through. Put yourself in their shoes. Maybe they lost somebody. Maybe there was some heartache for them. Maybe they lost a job. Maybe they were told one day that they had cancer or their family member had cancer right on Christmas. I mean, how do you, how do you go through the season of celebrating that? And that's probably what their contention is. Or it could be something from years back that no one else knows. So you, you have to think about things in a larger context and not just about you, not just about the services, not making things perfect, but just making things for what it is and living in the is moment and not the what if moment or not the should be moment. Here's another example. Uh, recently, I had two leaders in my ministry that were complaining about each other because expectations weren't met, communication was not clear, and because of that, upset happened, and they were mad at each other. Well, okay, this is only this was only a week ago. Now, what was really going on in the background? Well, we had a large presentation that was going to happen for the church on that weekend. Plus, we had technical things that happened where we had major failure. And so with those things going on, we had two people that got upset with each other on the basis of what they were really stressed about. It had nothing to do with them personally, but, you know, unfortunately, feelings get in the way and you have to navigate those. But the best thing that I said to both of those people were, hey, you need to work it out with them and, you, you know, understand that, yes, this was a stressful situation. That other person probably didn't mean it that way. They didn't mean to be personal, but those are, those are easy things to fix. But the problem is that when we, don't, when we don't address it as leaders and we don't encourage others to fix it or to work it out, then they do become bigger problems. When the next time that you serve, 
next time that when they serve together, you're going to have more problems erupt, and it's because you didn't deal with the priority at hand in that moment. But at least they know. And I think that in going into this Christmas season, and really any kind of Sunday service, you're going to have stress. This is part of it. But I think it's better for us to say that first to our people. Hey, you know what? This is stressful. Hey, instead of you know taking things personal when something happens, if it's techn- technological or logistical, you know, understand what we're trying to accomplish, number one. And number two, there's people involved. And when you have those two things together, you're going to have some upsets, and that's okay. But it's how you handle it. It's very much like, you know, the G- uh, when Jesus and... Uh, in Mark 4, all the disciples followed him to go into the boat, and they were just what? They were afraid. They said, "Don't teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? We're, we're going to die. You know, that's, that's a normal response in a time of chaos or a time of stress. In their world, it was a time of tragedy. But even in that tragedy, what did Jesus do? Was calm, spoke peace, and yes, he rebuked them, but he did it in love. And I think that's how we need to be towards our people. We need to be in love. We need to be calm. They're looking to us for that assurance, leaders. And if you run around in chaos with them, it's not going to happen. It's not going to pan out well. You are the leader for a reason. So you need to take that calm, assertive approach and lead your people. Even on the inside as leaders, hey, I know it, man. We may be running. You know, we may be scared of... Of the, of the situation ourselves but I think once we understand once we understand our, where our peace comes from and the nature of what God is really doing inside of us we, can, we pass that on to others and so look I just encourage you leaders volunteers take a bigger step back see the situation for what it really is give people space give yourself space too you know go take some time for yourself to go away just for a little bit come away to God and allow him to refresh you especially during these times because if you don't they're going to drain you my friend so don't get trapped up into the things that should be or the what ifs but work in the what is right now give yourself permission to be stressed I say that to worship leaders all the time these young men and women that I mentor and that I have mentored in my past, I've always told them, I still tell them, give yourself permission, know that it's okay. Give yourself permission to be stressed. Give yourself the permission reality that you don't know it all. And then you learn how to fix it. Once you learn to accept those hurdles, you're able to leap over them, but you gotta do it in reality too. And don't hurt yourself in the process. So worship leaders and volunteers, pastors, I just encourage you with these words just to understand that God's got you. These are great times of the year, even though they can be painful, but this is where we depend upon Christ the most, right? So let that be your gift to others as you minister to them during these Christmas times and to know that it's God that's doing all the healing. He's doing the working because that those relationships and when you speak healing and peace in those relationships, those are the bright burning gifts that God wants to bring to people, the healing of Jesus. It's not just the music. It's not about the service. It's about your people. Keep that in the forefront, guys. Love you. Thanks for joining us here on the Straight Talk episode. Be back with us on the next time. Again, subscribe to Worship Team Training Podcast. Go to WTTU.co. 
to learn how you can invest and train your leadership, your ministry, your worship team. Love you. See you next time soon. Bye.